Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. One of the most celebrated benefits of the blockchain is that the information is immutable, meaning that it does not change. Once it is there, it is technically there forever. It is permanent. And if the creator wants to make changes, they have to create an entirely new collection on a new contract. Well, have you noticed that a lot of older projects are changing their contract? Some of the smaller OG collections that originally launched on the OpenSea shared contract are jumping ship for their own contracts. And yes, jumping ship is an OpenSea joke. But jokes aside, today we're going to discuss why that is. So that we're all on the same page, NFTs on the Ethereum blockchain are created using smart contracts. That is how they're placed there, how they're quote-unquote minted onto the blockchain. That information is placed into the ledger or the open record book, if you will. It is done via the smart contract. And a year ago, it was very difficult to deploy these smart contracts. Basically, you had to be a developer that was able to write code or you had to hire one. Now, this could be a costly and time-consuming thing. But then also to deploy the smart contract onto the blockchain was not free. And last year, especially during this time last year, the gas was very high. So this could be an expensive proposition, even if you're doing it for yourself. And one of OpenSea's claim to fame was their shared contract, which allowed creators to get their NFTs and their artwork, whatever it is that they're creating, up on the blockchain. And then they even introduced lazy minting, which basically meant that you can upload the image and the information and it was not minted onto the blockchain until it sold. So that way, creators could actually put up multiple things, test ideas, see what the market was really into at zero cost. And the fees of minting onto the blockchain via OpenSea's smart contract was not paid until it sold. And this sounds like an amazing thing. However, there are some drawbacks. Well, first and foremost is you're subject to OpenSea's regulations and rules. This is not just like the open blockchain where nothing is censored. There are no rules. Basically, anything goes. You are subject to terms and services. Not to mention, OpenSea goes down quite a bit. They're experiencing some growing pains. A lot of that has really smoothed out, especially since the volume and all the traffic that is on the site is down. So they've used a lot of those funds to really beef up their technology and make things a lot smoother. So the outages and the lags and all of those things are not as common as they used to be. However, it still occurs. And when this happens, a lot of times creators that promised a mint at a certain time aren't able to do it and their customer service is overwhelmed with lots of work. They're understaffed. So they take a lot of time to get back to creators. And it could be a very frustrating process, especially if you told your community that you're going to launch or the NFTs are available at X date. Well, the date of OpenSea might be having some issues and that might push it back hours or days or even worse. But besides that, it is also a lot harder to sort through all the traits and all the information, mainly because these NFTs on the shared contract are grouped together. Hundreds of thousands of NFTs are in one contract, so it is very hard to organize everything and maintain consistency, have all these traits and everything sortable, show up on Etherscan or even in the MetaMask wallet if you're looking at mobile and you have the collection icon. There's a lot of things that could really go wrong when trying to understand where the NFTs are or what a part of which collection and so forth. And this especially becomes a problem when people are trying to use these minted NFTs as let's say whitelisting opportunities or token gating certain benefits such as events or classes, information. In order to use these shared 
contract NFTs, a lot of code has to go in otherwise that just makes the whole process a lot more complicated rather than just saying, okay, everything on this contract will have access to that. Because as I said, in these particular contracts, hundreds of thousands of NFTs are on there. So if you try to make a whitelist for anyone within that contract, basically everyone on OpenSea will be on that list. So since last year, a lot of platforms that offer codeless contracts have arised. The most popular one that most people are using at this point, even consultants that are saying they'll help you to uh, get your NFTs on the blockchain and what have you, are using Manifold. And it's a node code solution. There's countless ones out there, but that's the one that comes up most in conversation. So a lot of people are migrating using that. And especially with gas being extremely low right now comparatively to last year this time, there could be a 98% savings in just the cost of the transaction. Not the dollar cost, but the actual ETH, the GUI. This time last year, it was not out of the realm to see a quote-unquote reasonable price of 100 GUI for the transaction. But now on the weekends, in the middle of the night, at least where I am, when the east coast of the US, Caribbean, and this whole area is sleeping, I've seen as low as 2 GUI, which is just outrageous. That's 98% difference. So a lot of people are using this time to transfer everything over to those easy contracts without code or anything. They're taking advantage of this low gas fee, an opportunity to move over hundreds or thousands of NFTs at very low cost. And this is exactly what was happening with the Hoodlum Society NFT. So that's why I know the process of it, how long it takes, the cost, and all the issues that are associated with a shared contract. The original ones were on a shared contract, but they're not the only one. There's countless projects that I can think of that started off on a shared contract. And a year plus after the boom and after all the lazy minting and all those tools have become available on OpenSea, we have a much better understanding of this entire market now. We know how things are going. We know what can go wrong, things that can be avoided, and also the benefits that come from having the own smart contract. But this is nothing new. Even projects that launched a few years ago using their own smart contract, even before OpenSea had all these features, after having a better understanding of this technology and everything that we are going forward with, even a lot of those ended up transferring over. Or multiple projects that had just sort of bugs and countless issues in the original contract ended up creating a new one, migrating the whole community and the project over, and basically labeling that original contract as a failed collection. And this is basically what happened to the CryptoPunks. A lot of people don't realize it, but the CryptoPunks that we know and love or hate, depending if you like pixelated art or not, are the second collection. All 10,000 were originally created in a completely different contract that had some severe issues that would cause people to lose a lot of money if they purchased that. So they created a V2, a second collection, and that second collection is what we now know as the CryptoPunks. However, there's an exact copy on a completely different contract, and they do have cultural relevance and significance historically. So people have begun collecting those. However, the official collection is actually the V2, the second iteration of that. And that all comes because now we understand a lot more about blockchains, coding, and how these things could be used than we did last year, or in the case of CryptoPunks in the really early years of Ethereum. But even one of my favorite projects that I currently collect, I speak about them all the time, so I won't even mention them right now. They initially started on an open seas shared contract with a very few limited a number in that collection. So I'd love to know, how much are you paying attention to this show? I speak about this collection all the time, and no, this is not a collection that I'm part of the team. 
but initially launched as a shared contract. If you know what that collection is, please feel free to tweet at me at Tropic Vibes. I would love to hear if you have the right answer. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. Until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.